Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm back. It is Friday, October 18th. Uh, sorry I couldn't get this out earlier. Um, I was going to just continue what I started to do yesterday, but I kind of forget where I stopped. And I just figured I'd start back over. So, starting at the top, we had a really cool week. It was really exciting. I know I had the second worst loss of my fantasy career, uh, only coming behind the one I had the other week where I lost to Mark in stat corrections on a four-point swing. Uh, this week, I lose to Jake by .21 points. Absolutely devastating. All I needed was three yards from Carrion Johnson, and I blame the refs, not myself. I could have easily got it, but they screwed over the Lions in that, that, that Monday night game. If they don't call that dumb penalty on Trey Flowers, the, the Lions get the ball. They run it three times with Carrion Johnson, who's averaging over four yards a carry. Three times he's going to get over three yards total, and I win that game. But no, they keep the... The freaking Packers alive and the drive alive, and then they score on the last play of the game, and the Lions never get the ball. Thus, I never win my fantasy matchup. So that really sucked. It was super terrible. Easily the second worst loss I've had. But I mean, this karma has been coming to me for years. I've had some amazing, amazing wins. Just last second plays and just bullshit that happens at the end of the week. That just allows me to get awesome, super funny wins. So I can't complain overall. But, you know, I'll still be salty about it because I can be. Uh, going back over, uh, so what happened here? So I, like I said, I lost to Jake, who is now, who are now are both 3 and 3. Jake's had a great resurgence. I think he was 1 and 3. Now he's right in the middle of the pack with three and three. Uh, Jake Bright has a big win over Mr. John. Put him at three and three. Mr. John's at two and four. Dakota has a huge win against uh, the what is it? The what did I call Mark? The Supreme Leader, defending champion Mark. Now they're both four and two. Mark's in bad situation now uh, with Pat Mahomes being out with supposedly best scenario three weeks. So he has Devontae out. Patrick Mahomes is out. This is like the tragic nightmare of what. Uh, Mark was fearing coming into the season. He had his big three. As long as his big three could stay healthy, it didn't matter what anyone else do. He was going to have a chance to win every single week. Now Adams isn't healthy. Pat Mahomes isn't healthy. Uh, his only backup is Mitch Trubisky, who I think sucks. Um, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. So that's super nerve-wracking. Uh, it is what it is, but I'm sure Mark's going to keep plugging along and try to make some moves. Obviously, there's a big trade that's going on right now. That's pending that Mark uh, is getting David Montgomery, I believe it is. Shipping uh, two first-round picks and I think a third. Uh, and what is it? James Washington, two first-round picks and a third-round pick to Sean for David Montgomery, I think is what it was. And so I think that's a pretty solid trade. Uh, I'm probably going to push that through as soon as this pod is over. It'll be about 24 hours and the the – the counter trade window will be over. So I think that's a pretty good trade for both. I think Sean, uh, you know, he drafted both David Montgomery and um, Josh Jacobs in this past rookie draft. He, you know, and with his situation, I think he wants to keep loading up. And he, he, I think he found this more of this. He's keeping the better of the two, I think, so far with Josh Jacobs and his fantasy career. I think David Johnson is more talented, but as far as fantasy goes, I think Josh Jacobs is going to have way more of a workload, certainly more of a snap count. And seems to have a more um, consistent role in his offense. So I think he can keeping Josh Jacobs, shipping out David Montgomery, getting more picks, and uh, some wide receiver upside in James Washington. But just kind of reloading, trying to get some more talent on his team for a guy that has a lot of youth and a lot of uh, draft picks loading up. He's not trying to win super, the championship right now. He's trying to load up and dominate and end this league with back-to-back uh, -back wins. And I'm sure he's preparing for that but I think it's a good move for Mark he needs to get guys he needed to unload some of his stock I mean he as a defending champion he needed to go for it try and end the league try and get this money so I don't mind Mark's move Dave Montgomery is a solid guy if he can really get the the load the second half of the season Mark's going to be grinning cheek to cheek but he's got to try and get the rest of his team healthy thankfully Mark started the season what was it 4-0 granted he's on a two-game slide I think so uh, he's got to be getting a little nervous. Um, also, he's not in a good situation this week facing me since he doesn't have Christian McCafferty. He doesn't have Devontae Adams, and Pat Mahomes only put up seven points. So he's got Todd Gurley not fully healthy. Um, 
does look like David Johnson might miss, so he does have Chase Edmonds. So we will see, and that's in a really good matchup against the Giants. But it, he's going to have to hope for a prayer. Maybe Will Fuller pops off again, Golden Tate, give him big, big numbers. But he's going to have to really pray that that thin, inconsistent bench and uh, associated talent on his team can really pull through and give me get him a dub over me. Um, what else going on? Uh, da, 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 da. So yeah, they're both four and two, top of the league right now. Uh, Phil has a blowout loss to Craig. Craig is three and three, and for all the slander that we give him on uh, his how he runs his team or how his team's going and how some things have been trending and showing for him, he can't control who he plays and he keeps beating uh, his opponents. So I mean, three and three, Phil. You know, with true total points, Phil, I think, would have beat him like 138 to 135. But here we are. He lost 89 to 131. So that's how that works, man. You got to get your start sits right. And Phil just didn't get it done this week. Um, Matt loses again to uh, Austin Dandy, who once again, I mean, a guy that just keeps staying alive at 3-3. Three and three, Just pushing along, winning the winning half his matchups that are in front of him. And Matt sits at 2-4. and four, And then Yetter getting a big win against Sean who is an ascending guy in the league right now, uh, at least in the, the standings. So Yetter asserts himself to 4-2. and two. So to put that up, we have Yetter, Mark, and Dakota at 4-2. and two. Uh, Mr. John, Phil, and Matt at 2-4, and four, and then everyone else at 3-3. Three and three. Uh, Still anyone's game, anyone's playoff seed. It's going to be super exciting to see how these, the, rest, the next two weeks of cross-divisional play really sh- shakes things up as we get back into the divisional matchups. But, yeah, exciting week, super-duper super, super duper close games. As we've had a lot of those last couple weeks on Sunday night and Monday night with a lot of big players making some big noise. Oh, my gosh, these notifications need to get off of my screen. So, diving in to how some of us did this week. All right, so so manager percentage. Uh, I know that showed it off, and uh, Dakota was an absolute champion this week, starting a perf- near perfect ninety nine point nine two percent of his max total score. I think he was off by like literally exactly one point. So absolutely blew up this week. Great job for him. Yeah, so I mean you just can't get much better than that. Just one point off. Uh, the worst person this week was Phil. I kind of just touched on it. He, if he would have started a perfect lineup, he would have outbeat Craig. But he he comes at 64.54. Phil's been on a really bad run the last couple weeks with his manager percentage, and that's you know probably is a good reason why he's 2-4. and four. So uh, something he needs to try and hope and switch up here a little bit. That little noise you hear is my cat playing behind me with her little ball roll tower, and she is very hyper at the moment. So I apologize for that noise if it's very loud. <laughs> Um, total, true total points, so your max points lineups this week. Oh, I didn't highlight it, so I need to then use my eyes and read. Uh, I think number one this week, yep, was Jake Bright at 144.82 true total points this week. So just, he's put in some really big performances. I think that's back-to-back weeks. I think he's been number one. So, I mean, he's been very much popping off with a lot of that stuff. And, you know, you just gotta give it to him, I mean... He's he's been kicking butt as far as his whole whole team. He's putting it kind of together at three and three. He he's got a decent star percentage, just kind of middle tiers here. But I mean, he's got the total points going on for him, so you you can't knock him for that. But he comes in number one at one forty four point eight two, and then at the very bottom, let's see here was Mark at one hundred five point three two for true total points of the week. So. That's, I mean, a 40-point gap from top to bottom kind of shows you the you know, the landscape of the league. It's not too bad. I mean, it was a big blow week for 144 points, but nobody's under 100 points for their best lineup. So I like I like getting triple digits. It's cool. It's a little bit more exciting. But uh, next week, I know I said it in the chat, but just to reiterate, next week I will do, be doing a midseason report. I'll kind of show you guys, uh, you know, what everyone's average manager percentage is for the season, who's doing I would give like top three and bottom three. I'll do the same thing for true total points, give some highlights of who's had the best um, individual weeks or worst individual weeks, and we'll go from there. I know there's definitely been some wild ones that are really low. Uh, I know some. there's a really shockingly low true total points one, and uh, there's some really crazy high point ones as well. So 
it's gonna be fun. It'll be cool. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about some stuff. I'll dive a little bit more into the power rankings, maybe, and give a more in-depth look at it, depending on how what my schedule looks like to do that. But getting in to some of the matchups this week, which I usually haven't been able to do, but since we're doing this on Friday afternoon, I'm gonna get into it just a little bit. So. I'm just going to kind of scroll through some of the games, kind of talk about some highlights of guys I'd like to play. Um, actually, you know, I'll brush over last night. Pat Mahomes is hurt. Matt Moore was meh. Um, I think it's going to be a struggle bus to start a lot of the, the Chiefs now. Before, you could start anyone in the Chiefs and just, just hope for a prayer for a bomb from Pat Mahomes because he does spread it around so well. I think Travis Kelsey is going to be solid. Um, I think Damian Williams and Shady are going to be decent flex plays till about uh, for the rest of the season with this, you know, they'll get a lot of easy checkdowns plus a lot of rushing work between the two of them. Um, I was starting Royce Freeman in a lot of places last night, and it turned out well enough because he got that touchdown, but that offensive line got absolutely dominated by a Chiefs defense that isn't that amazing, especially in the run-stopping department. They're, like, literally in the bottom 10 of the league, and they got manhandled on the offensive line. So I, I don't know what's going on with that. They definitely makes it a little nerve-wracking. But uh, moving on. Um, Raiders Packers, shout out to Darren, the Walrus Waller, uh, got, got paid yesterday. Absolutely awesome for him, getting his job security, getting his money, he's been balling out. You can start him everywhere. Uh, Josh Jacobs, start him. Uh, Packers aren't great against the run, so they should be fine. He should be a fine start. I don't think Tyrell Williams is very healthy. I don't think I'm starting any of the receivers. It's just, it's gross. Hunter Renfro is not getting a lot of work. Tyrell Williams is going to be playing hurt. Uh, don't love Derek Carr as far as being a fantasy output quarterback uh, for a couple years now. So I, I'm staying away from a lot of Raiders. You can start Josh Jacobs. You can start Darren Waller. Not touching the rest. Green Bay Packers. The Lizard King himself, uh, Lazard. I think I forget his last first name already, but I, I'm very comfortable starting Lazard this week. Uh, I think Devontae Adams, just before I started this, got confirmed that he's not playing. Um, I'm pretty sure Geronimo Allison isn't going to play. He's still in concussion protocol. He hasn't even remotely got done. The, he hasn't practiced all week, so that's typically if he, on concussion stuff. If they haven't practiced all week, even been cleared for practice, they're not all of a sudden going to be cleared to play on Sunday. So he's probably out. MVS might play a little bit, and then it's just going to be how healthy is he. Plus, he's going to get top coverage, um, or at least rotated to. Not that the Raiders have like stud dudes, but still ha- having that attention He's not an elite guy, so that'll probably take him away. Lazard is 6'4". He's literally like a... He's kind of like an Auden Tate kind of thing where they just kind of look like A.J. Green, just not as freakishly talented. So, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was speaking high of him, which means he's got confidence in him to just, you know, sling the ball to him, and Aaron Rodgers is not shy of slinging the ball. So I'm starting Lazard everywhere. I'm starting Aaron Jones. I'm, I'm comfortable starting um, Jamal Williams. I... If Jamal Williams is available, go pick him up. I know people might think that it was just a one-week fluke. He came back and got all these yards and work and everything in that in that week, last week's game. Maybe it was just game script. I don't believe that. I believe that they always kind of wanted to have this like sort of 60-40, 50-50 split with the two of them. They had almost a perfect 50-50 snap count split last week, and they pretty much had even, tar- even uh, opportunities between targets and rushing. I think both of them are very startable. I think Aaron Jones is just a better talent, so I'm comfortable starting Aaron Jones every week, plus the draft stock that you took into him. I'm starting every week, but Jamal Williams, feel more than comfortable plugging him in, uh, especially in standard league and half-point PPR. Full-point PPR, I could see some other guys. Maybe you want to squeeze over him just because Aaron Jones is getting more targets than him, but Jamal Williams is getting targets. They're comfortable using him as a receiver. They're comfortable having him there in third down. So I'm totally fine starting them almost every single week. Uh, Jimmy Graham, as long as Devontae Adams is out, Jimmy Graham seems very well used. He's getting a lot of red zone targets. I mean, he thrives in the red zone, such a big dude. He's obviously not as potent as he has been and historically, but he's still getting the targets, and Aaron Rodgers' targets are very valuable. Moving on, uh, Rams-Falcons. Um I'm starting all Rams wide receivers every single week. I don't care. 
that offense is fantastic. They've been sputtering a little bit, which I kind of talked about in the offseason. I think I was with Brian Tenorovich. We kind of talked about how we think the Patriots really laid the blueprint for how to defend them, and I think a lot of people are trying to uh, copycat that, make Jared Goff be more of the centerpiece and you know stop that run and just show him some different coverages. And my cat's walking across my keyboard, which is just fantastic. So, but I'm still, I trust in it 110%. They are all very startable. I would not hesitate putting any of them in. Absolutely start Jared Goff. The Falcons' defense, especially against the pass, has been horrendous, especially since Keanu Neal left for the season. They just start them, all three of them. You can start Gerald Everett at tight end. Um, I'm starting Todd Gurley if he's healthy, and if you're feeling real wild, go ahead and start uh, Henderson this week. If you really want to, maybe in like a FanDuel type of situation, you can. I'm, but I'm pretty much starting at all my Rams this week. Falcons defense and what should be a shootout, I'm, I'm there. I'm for it. Um, on the Falcons side, start Devontae Freeman. He's been on the hot streak. It's been ugly to watch, but he the production has been there. Matt Ryan has been a very good NFL quarterback. Um, you got to start Julio. I mean, you just do. Obviously, the Rams are going to have Jalen Ramsey this week. We'll see if his back was actually hurt or not. I don't know. But... I believe in Julio's talent. I mean, we saw that little clip from Larry Fitzgerald saying how he's like absolute freak. I don't think any of us deny that. Uh, Calvin Ridley, you can always flex Calvin Ridley. I mean, he just he's a weekly flex of maybe he's going to catch a 50-yard bomb. He does get some extra work in, but the, Matt Ryan's just a very solid quarterback, so he will get the ball around there. And uh, I'm not starting Muhammad Sanu. I'm not starting Ido Smith. Ido Smith sucks. Muhammad Sanu is just so hit or miss. There's just better options in the league. Um, I'm probably not starting either of those defenses. Um, I don't actually don't hate starting the Packers defense rewinding. I feel fine flexing or uh, streaming the Packers defense. Go for it. Derek Carr loves to throw picks, so swing for it. Uh, next matchup, 49ers versus Redskins. Start your 49ers. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is a fantastic stream option this week. Matt Breed is great. Tevin Coleman's great. The Redskins defense sucks at everything. Uh, Josh Norman is literally three shadows of himself he's like his shadows shadows shadow like just literally he looks so horrible it's insane how bad he is um i'm just start all your george kittles your tevin coleman's map burritos start him up uh, if you want to take a dante pettis glory pick maybe you've believed in him this is the week i mean put him out there even debo samuel if you're feeling it i know dante pettis i think i tackled twice on the one-yard line last week, or it was the week before, so they're giving him some opportunities in the red zone. I, I'm comfortable with starting Dante Pettis. I'm considering it in our Dynasty League starting Dante Pettis this week. As far as the Redskins go, the 49ers defense has been incredible. Everyone, I'm benching everyone except Terry McLaurin as a flex play. He has been a fantastic receiver. He's played great defenses. He had he was a wide a, a mid or high level wide receiver too against the Bears defense, and we all know how good that defense is. So, so Terry has been getting the targets; he's been doing well with the targets. So I, if you really need them, you have injuries. You have maybe you're in a three wide receiver league and a flex, and you're he, maybe he's that three wide receiver, or maybe he's your fourth one in a flex. I'm comfortable starting him. Just know that you know you are facing probably the best defense in the league right now this year with a team that sucks. Uh, Texans Colts. Um, this one's a little tougher. I'm starting T.Y. Hilton, hundred uh, percent. He's a little bit more healthy. Off, I think they just had a bye week, so I think he's a little bit more healthy. Uh, they had to get time to game plan. You know, I believe in Frank Wright as a good coach. So any good coach, especially offensive coaches, you got a bye week. You you, you see, there's the always pattern of offensive coaches. They have great offensive performances the week after bye week. Not as everyone rested, but they've had all this game planning time. You need to go out and win this game. It's a divisional game. They're, they're very familiar with the Texans. Go out, have a strategy, execute. Typically works out pretty well. <clears throat> so I'm starting T.Y. Hilton. Um, you can always, I mean, tight end's so ugly, but you can always start uh, Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. I think I like Doyle better in this game than I like Ebron. I mean, Ebron's always completely touchdown dependent, but I just think the Jack Doyle is going to get a lot of targets, just the way that Texans play their defense. Um, you can stream Jacoby if you want to. I personally wouldn't, but you can start Marlon Mack, go crazy. That's probably where I start is you 
Brissett, sure. T.Y., absolutely. Marlon Mack, absolutely. And then the tight ends, just as you need to. Uh, going to the Texans, you're starting Deshaun Watson. Um, you're starting DeAndre Hopkins. Regardless of who you're playing, you're starting both of them. Uh, both of their tight ends are very cheeky plays. I think it's Atkins is probably the number one guy, or is it Fells? I forget which one it is, but both of them are, I mean, like I said, tight ends so ugly. If you just feel like that's the matchup to have, go crazy. I will say Darius Leonard is a pretty decent all-around uh, linebacker, including his coverage, so he might have some good stuff, but the cold safeties are a little banged up. Uh, you can start... Um, Gosh, I was about to say Duke Johnson. Not that you can't start him, but that wasn't what I was thinking of. Carlos Hyde. You can start Carlos Hyde. Uh, there are, but I think both of them are flex options, depending on uh, you know how your team looks like. I'm, they're, they're in options. I wouldn't say they're lock-in flex options, but they're certainly options. Will Fuller, I'm starting him. His air yards is top 10 in the league. Um, to explain that, air yards is uh, including your targets, not just receptions, just where is the distance of you're down the field that you're getting all these targets and you know peop julio always has insane air air yards will fuller tyler lockett um christian kirk this year uh dj chark a lot of these guys are getting awesome air yards and so it just kind of shows you the wave potential maybe it, like they haven't been connecting on them but they're getting the deep targets so eventually they're going to click you know aka what happened last week with will fuller he's been getting all these targets all these air yards but they haven't been clicking well i clicked and that's what happens. So you're absolutely starting Will Fuller. If you want to take a stab at Kiki Cootie, he's always a very legitimate flex play. Uh, moving on, Vikings versus Lions. Dalvin Cook, you're starting him. Uh, Stefan Diggs. <sighs> I mean, I don't, I haven't read anything, but if they've said who Darius Slay is going to be shadowing all it, game usually he he shadows someone so i don't know if he's going to shadow Diggs or thielen but i you can start those guys i mean the the lines have been very solid i mean you saw what they did against it granted it injured packers offense but they did limit them a lot and without penalties the packers really weren't doing a whole bunch but you know you're so, you you're very obviously very startable you're not you're not benching thielen and Diggs, although it's been disappointing from they're a little bit volatile, but I think you just got to go for it. Play for the play for the talent. They have great talent. You just got to play them with confidence. Kirk Cousins, you can stream him. Probably isn't a top end streamer. Like I would definitely, I would definitely take Jimmy G this week. Um, Daniel Jones this week probably over Kirk Cousins, but he's very 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 playable. Um, I'm starting Matt Stafford in a streaming scenario. The Vikings defense is very good, but Stafford's been fantastic this year. His pass rating versus, you know, clean pockets, bad pockets, he's been right up there around 90 and 100 and each and every week. He's just been a stud. He's been throwing balls into buckets all over the field. I'm starting Kenny Galladay. Uh, Marvin Jones is streamable. He's another guy that's been getting a lot of air yards. He's very streamable. TJ Hawkinson, if you really are just in love with him, is kind of an ugly, streamable tight end. Um, carry on, you're starting him. He's been getting all the work, and at times it can look ugly, be frustrating because Matt Patricia is a freaking dickhead of a decision maker, but he's getting all the work, and his talent is super evident when you watch him. So that's pretty much what I'm doing with that game. Uh, moving on, Jaguars, Bengals. I'm streaming the Jaguars' defense for starters. Um, I mean, they, they have enough talent, but even without Jalen Ramsey, they still have tons of guys, especially in the pass rush. Um, Garner Minshew, absolutely streamable. I think he's – if you were to ask me if he was a top 12 quarterback this week, I'd say it's very possible. I would put him right around that 10, 11, 12. But he's going to be a super good – Just if you just need a solid play – I would start him. I know in our dynasty league, I to say that I haven't considered starting him over Lamar Jackson would be a lie, especially after Mark. Because I'm playing Mark, and Mark had that dud with with Pat Mahomes. All I I just seem to not have duds. I think this weekend I should be able to beat Mark. Lamar going all the way to the West Coast to, to face a a uh, I guess a disciplined and a wise defense in the Seattle Seahawks. I don't feel. I'm not filled with confidence with Lamar Jackson, but thankfully because of his rushing prowess and his baseline because of his rushing, um, I'm probably going to keep with him. But 
if I had anybody else kind of go into Seattle that didn't have a rushing baseline, I would very much be starting Gardner Minshew this week. DJ Chark is a, I think he's earned it every week locked start. He has been a stud. His air yards are fantastic. His production is fantastic. He looks like AJ Green 2.0. Just a lanky, thick enough dude that's just making plays, contested catches all over the place. And Gardner Minshew is feeding him the ball. So he's been fantastic. I'm starting him up. D.D. Westbrook is a solid flex play against a crappy Bengals team. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think he's kind of gone down to a flex play right now. He's been very disappointing. Uh, his talent's just so evident. He's getting a bunch of work, but Gio Bernardi's getting a lot of work. They're kind of playing a lot of them at the, both of them at a lot at the same time, uh, putting Gio in the slot or doing double running back sets and. They've been definitely getting both incorporated, especially after paying Gio. They want to get him incorporated and trying to keep Joe Mixon healthy for the long haul of his career. But uh, full PPR Gio could be a cute start. Uh, but Joe Mixon, you're definitely I'm comfortable putting him as a flex play. Auden Tate is a comfortable flex play. He's been fantastic with his targets. He's kind of been the only bright spot the last couple weeks on that offense. And I'm not starting Andy Dalton because he is terrible. Uh, moving on to the next game, Cardinals-Giants. Uh, I, I meant to have all the over-unders for these games. The over-under, Vegas over-unders is a great thing to look at, guys. If you ever uh, are trying to, it's another good thing I like to look at when I'm thinking of my start sits. If you look at Vegas uh, over-unders, they're usually pretty accurate. I mean, they don't, you know, they're not they're not in the business of losing money. They, they try to have the most competitive over-unders. So you can look at over-unders. And so maybe it's a 52 over-under, which is very solid. 50 and up is a very solid matchup as far as fantasy football you want to look at. And then you can look at what's called the implied total. So you have, like, I don't know, like, the Ravens are maybe, like, minus 3, and it's a point total of 50. So, like, that would mean the, the anticipated point total for the – sorry, cat um, – <laughs> For the Seahawks would be what is that twenty eight, and then the Ravens would be twenty two or something like that, and that would be you know, the the implied total is that they're going to score. What is wrong with you, cat? Uh, so yeah, you can just do simple addition and subtraction to you know Vegas odds, and that kind of gives you like all right, well this offense is predicted to score three touchdowns or four touchdowns, whatever it may be. That's got to go somewhere. Who's going to get it? Maybe that increases your, your personal thoughts on who's going to have a better touchdown odds. Especially when you're thinking about guys like the Deshaun Jacksons, Will Fuller's, the big play guys, the Calvin Ridley's. You know, if there's a big implied point total for their offense, that's probably a better streaming guy this week. So the Cardinals-Giants should have a pretty solid one. Kyler Murray, I'm starting him up. He has been getting better and better each week. And since week two, I think uh first two weeks, I think he ran a total of like 20 yards. Uh since then, I think he's averaging 60 yards a game scrambling, which is – I mean, he's aver- he's basically padding you a whole rushing touchdown worth of points every week since week two. You you love to have that a quarterback. That's what makes Lamar Jackson so good of a fantasy quarterback. Isn't that just that he has the blow-up potential, but it's worst-case scenario. He's probably getting you 15 points because he's going to give you 6 to 12 points on the freaking ground. So he's just fantastic with that. Plus, you have all that extra – passing work that he gets. So Kyler Murray is a locked and loaded starter for me the rest of the season. He's fantastic. Um, I'm starting Christian Kirk if he's healthy. I'm locking – he's a solid flex play. He might be a little banged up. But he's a solid flex play against a bad defense. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm starting him every single week. I have him in two other leagues. He has not missed a start for me. Granted, those are both three wide receiver leagues, but he has been locked and loaded for me, a fantastic player. Great talent. Kyler Murray, trust him, giving him the ball. And uh, David Johnson – I think is reported to po- probably not play. I don't think it's locked and loaded that he's not playing, but it's definitely reported that it's a little sketch balls. So lock and load your Chase Edmonds, even as a flex play. If David Johnson plays, I am more than comfortable playing Chase Edmonds. He's shown to be very comp- competent this season. I'm lock and loading him up, and um, especially in DFS, if he'd probably be um, owned it a lot. So maybe in your cash games, your 50-50s or your, head- your head-to-heads, I'm starting Chase Edmonds. Maybe not in tournaments because he'll probably be picked up a lot in tournaments because he's going to be so cheap. But I'm more than comfortable starting him as a flex play even with David Johnson, and I'm blocking him in if David Johnson's hurt. Um, Giants. Um, you know what? If if Evan Ingram is for sure playing, which I believe he is, I'm comfortable starting Daniel Jones in this, especially as a streamable play if you got a bye week. 
maybe in DFS, I'm comfortable playing him. My cat is screeching to the ceiling, and I don't know why. She is a jungle animal. Um, Golden Tate, feel very comfortable starting him. Uh, Evan Ingram is starting. You absolutely locking him up. The Cardinals, I think, are averaging 20 points a game or more to the tight end position. They're the, the worst defense in the league when it comes to defending the tight end for fantasy points they've given up the most per game so i mean you're locking and loading every single week against the cardinals i don't care if it's the most arbitrary tight end if he's the starting tight end he is super streamable against the arizona cardinals so giants um saquon i don't you know they say he's gonna play i'm i mean i guess give it to him i mean saquon you've been waiting on it if you want to send it i don't know what kind of situation your your roster looks like maybe if you have a lot of competent running backs maybe you sit him another week let him continue to rest, kind of see what that situation is, how much how many snaps they're going to give him. So it's like, it's like maybe like sure he's healthy, but like are the Giants really trying to win all these games? I don't know, but I'd be nervous to start him, but you might have to because you took him so high. So uh, that's that situation, and I don't think I'm really missing anything yet. Golden Tate starting him. I'm not really starting anybody else. Uh, continuing Dolphins Bills. I am starting every single bill in the world. Josh Allen is about to go on an amazing stretch. If you haven't picked up Josh Allen, pick him up. He is going to go through an insane like month of just amazing fantasy matchups. Um, he has an amazing. Another guy has an amazing rushing baseline. Especially he runs it all over in the red zone. Gets tons of rushing touchdowns in the red zone. Dolphins can't stop Dick. Um, I mean, this is great. I'm I'm starting Devin Singletary. He was taken off the injury report. I'm starting all of my Devin Singletary's that I have. Granted, I only have him in this Dynasty League, but I am starting him. I would start him in every other league. He is a priority locked and loaded RB2 minimum for me this week with RB1 upside against a terrible defense. He's deemed to be perfectly healthy. They sat him. I think he sat for three weeks. He didn't need to. They could have played him, but he sat two weeks. Then he had a bye week. He should be super healthy, ready to go. I'm starting John Brown. He's been getting a ton of air yards. I think he's another guy that I haven't mentioned that's top 10 in air yards. Lock him up. He's a fantastic receiver. We've seen that here for Baltimore. He can really do it all. Plus, he's a burner, and he's healthy, and Josh Allen can throw it a mile. So lock and loaded him if, uh, depending on what your bye weeks and injuries look like. Cole Beasley is a fantastic flex start. Dolphins suck. Cole Beasley's been very good. Josh Allen's been feeding him some balls. I'm very comfortable starting Cole Beasley. Um, Frank Gore, if you're feeling wild, once again, maybe you have a maybe you're that guy that has Saquon Barkley. That's be Frank Gore could be a guy that maybe hey he is. You look at that implied total for the Bills and what their points is. I think they're having like implied total of like thirty. So that's like you know four touchdowns, which is a lot of touchdowns to go around. You know someone's got to get those. So if Frank Gore gets a couple goal line carries and steals it like from Devin Singletary. Well then hey there you go. Um, but yeah, I'm starting all the Bills in the world. Uh, Dawson Knox would be another very streamable tight end against the Dolphins. Uh, as far as the Dolphins go, I'm not starting anyone. If you want to feel really cheeky, Preston Williams. You know, I'm, I'm literally, don't start any Bills. Unless you are in the deepest of leagues, do not start the, like, Preston Williams is going to get Shadavius White. He's a stud. He literally, like, locks people down as far as their production goes. Uh, the Bills' deep passing defense is, I think, top five and, like, top three, I think, in fantasy as far as, like, not allowing points and yardage to the air. Like, I'm just not starting any Dolphins whatsoever. If you do have to start them, I am so sorry to hear that. Prayers to your team. Uh, moving on, Titans. Uh, if you want to get wild and your team, like, maybe you're Mark and you just lost Pat Mahomes, like, I might pick up Ryan Tannehill. Like, he has a rushing baseline. He is a former college wide receiver turned quarterback. He's very athletic. He has a good frame to run. Like, he has weapons. I mean, this this Titans team has weapons. Corey Davis is a fantastic athlete and receiver. A.J. Brown has looked great. Delaney Walker is a stud receiving tight end. There's no reason why the Titans quarterback shouldn't be a fantasy stud, but Marcus Mariota sucks. Ryan Tannehill is going to come in. Maybe he's on a Super Bowl caliber quarterback, but the Miami offense with Tannehill was a potent offense as far as a yardage standpoint. Tannehill was always very talented. He would always finish around 11, 12, 13 at season's end at quarterback in fantasy football. Kenyon Jake was always relevant. He always had a relevant wide receiver. He has production. Kenny Stills was always a very solid fantasy play or 
roster stash on your team against good matchups because Tannehill can provide yardage. Like I said, he might not win you win his team actual games, but in fantasy, Ryan Tannehill is a very competent fantasy quarterback. So, maybe not this week versus the Chargers, but you you can look forward to maybe having some production. Maybe you want to stash an A.J. Brown or maybe someone, maybe Corey Davis is available or you can buy low on one of them and just get him for absolute. Maybe you can trade Auden Tate, who's on a terrible team and about to go against really good defenses. Maybe you can trade him for Corey Davis or etc. And maybe have this possible pocket upside of one of these guys. I don't hate that, that uh, the opportunity that they might have with Tannehill. Anyways, this week, um, you start Derrick Henry. Chargers rushing defense has not been good this season at all. We saw what James Conner did against them, one of the third-string quarterback. Everyone watching that game knew they were running with James Conner, and that was going to be the focal point of, like, 90% of their plays, and James Conner still went crazy. So the Chargers defense not doing great against the run. They drafted Jason Tillery out of Notre Dame in the first round. He's been okay, but... Scouts, I was just reading an article today. Scouts were talking about um, two scouts that I really like. Uh, I can't I think it's Joe Nagy, Matt Nagy. No, no, Matt Nagy is the uh, coordinator, but I think it's Joe something or another that does the Reese Senior Bowl. He's a great scout that I like to follow. He's a very good follow on Twitter. He was saying that uh, in the scouting community, they always say that the, the hardest position to transition from college to NFL is obviously quarterback. But they said that probably the second hardest is defensive linemen, especially interior. There's got, I mean, you're going, you're 21, 22, 23 years old going against fully grown, disciplined, you know, you know, edgy, grown ass men that are 300 plus pounds. It, it's a big change of, of speed and power. And so he, maybe he has to build into that role and he quite hasn't done that yet. So they're getting gashed up the middle. Um, start your Derrick Henry and then start your Delaney Walker. And that's probably where I stop. With the starts, like I said, you can stash A.J. Brown, you can stash Corey Davis and see what Tannehill brings to you, but I'm not starting them. On the Chargers side of the ball, you can start Phillip Rivers. A Titans defense is pretty solid. They've been pretty great this year, um, but, I mean, Phillip Rivers is just Phillip Rivers. He gets it done most weeks more more than not. I, Keenan Allen's a stud. He's very startable. Mike Williams is a solid low-end wide receiver, too, this week. Uh, Travis Benjamin got put on IR, so I think that's going to be huge for Mike Williams. Travis Benjamin's been that deep guy. Mike Williams is a guy that can absolutely be a deep ball guy. So I think he's going to be running some more uh, deep routes, more posts, more streaks, more deep comebacks. And that's going to really possibly open him up a lot. So that's going to be great for his opportunity to not have Travis Benjamin in the lineup anymore. And I'm starting Melvin Gordon. If you're a, as a flex, I don't think he's a locked and loaded, but he's a solid flex. Austin Eckler, low end or running back too, he's a flex. He catches so many balls. I think it was two weeks ago he had 15 targets and like 12 catches. He's just so startable, so solid. I'm more than comfortable playing with playing him. Uh, moving on, Ravens, Seahawks. You're starting Russell Wilson. You're starting Tyler Lockett. Um, I'm flexing Luke Wilson. I think Luke Wilson is a very cheeky start against Ravens defense that doesn't have a single cover coverage linebacker. We give up a good bit against tight ends, and we got Chuck Clark, backup safety in there. Earl Thomas really is just a deep third kind of guy. He's not guarding you know, the seams or manning up tight ends, so I think Luke Wilson could run a little free here. Um, I'm starting Chris Carson. We haven't been too great. I feel like we have a lot more potential especially with Brandon Williams back healthy. But you got to start Chris Carson. He's getting targets. He's getting carries. I'm not starting Rashad Penny, but I'm starting Tyler Lockett. I'm starting Chris Carson. I'm starting Russell Wilson. I'm streaming Luke Wilson. And if you want to do a prayer with uh, DK Metcalf, a lot of people have this, including Vegas, as kind of a shootout of the game. They think this is going to be kind of high scoring. I think it's like a 52-point Vegas total over under, I think. I could be wrong. Check me. But if you want to start DK Metcalf, go crazy. I mean, he's been fantastic. He's been getting the targets in the end zone and deep balls. Let it let it rock. I mean, Russell Wilson is playing at a Hall of Fame level the last two years. Like he's almost locked and loaded Hall of Fame at this point if he keeps it up. And I'm starting Lamar Jackson. I'm starting Mark Ingram. Um, I'm starting Mark Andrews. Seahawks are I think fifth in giving up points to the tight end as far as like. I think, they're, I think they give up like 18 points per game to the tight end. So I'm starting Mark Andrews. <clears throat> Lock and load him in. 
Uh, probably not starting Marquise Brown. I think he's going to be hurt. And Seahawks are very, like, they very, like, give you a lot of stuff underneath, but they're not, like, a let you get big plays on them kind of team. So I don't think Marquise Brown's really going to get let loose down deep. I'd probably sit him this week, but that's kind of a, he's a flex play. He's a flex play, to put it simply. <laughs> um, not streaming either of their defenses. Uh, getting close to wrapping up here, uh, Saints, Bears, uh, Bears, uh, <clears throat> I'm starting David Montgomery, I'm flexing David Montgomery in there, um, I'm not, I'm dropping Tariq Cohen, first off, I don't even want him on my team, uh, Mitch Trubisky sucks, um, you can start Anthony Miller this week, I actually, uh, Saints lost PJ Williams, who was their starting slot, and he was a terrible slot, and now they're starting Patrick Robinson, and I saw today Patrick Robinson, uh, Pro Football Focus has him rated at 35. Um, that's out of 100. So he's been playing terrible. So if you want to start Anthony Miller, uh, very cheeky start. I'm all about it, uh, especially DFS, swing for the fences in a tournament kind of play. Cheap guy. Uh, you can you can play him. Allen Robinson, I would not play. Marshawn Lattimore is pretty locked down, especially when he's in the zone. Um, I think that defense has been very locked in since Drew, B's, Drew Brees has been hurt. They've been stepping up. And I'm I'm not starting Allen Robinson. I'm flexing Anthony Miller. I'm flexing David Montgomery. And you can tight end so ugly if you want to start Trey Burton. I'm not going to blame you. Uh, Cowboys, e- Cowboys, Eagles, you're starting Zeke. You're starting Dak Prescott. The Eagles' pass defense has been super weak, super just like wide open. The only thing I wouldn't... Uh, if you want to get really cheeky, maybe in DFS, you can start Tavon Austin. He's been getting a lot of snaps. He has a high snap percentage. Randall Cobb, I believe, is hurt or just hasn't been actually playing that much. But I'm starting Michael Gallup. Um, I'm, I think Omar Cooper is playing, but I might not start him just because he's hurt. I'm starting Michael Gallup. You can flex Amari Cooper in a super deep league in DFS. You can play Tavon Austin. You're playing Zeke. I'm absolutely starting Dak Prescott. He should be a quarterback one this week between his rushing and playing just a terrible uh eagle secondary i'm absolutely loading him up i think michael gallup's just gonna pop off this week though that's my truth i think he's gonna be the big guy in this game on the eagle side i believe in carson wentz i'm starting him miles sanders you can start him darren sproles is hurt i think he's a low-end rb2 rb3 flex play this week uh he's been having some good games if I don't think I don't feel great about Jordan Howard, but he is absolutely a flex play. I'd say probably a low end flex play this week. Um, he's been playing a lot. He's getting goal line carries. I mean, he's just a solid. He's so good. He's so talented. He's such a good running back. It's just he's not today's running back. He's more like a '90s running back, and which is fine. I mean, he's been getting production. He's been getting touchdowns. He's even getting some targets. He's a very good player. You can flex him. Don't feel terrible. I wouldn't use him to DM, DFS. That's a little bold, but he's has a decent touchdown chance and doing some good stuff. Um, I'm starting Alshon Jeffrey, starting Zach Ertz. Still waiting on Deshaun Jackson. I'm going to give him a week or two to get more healthy, but I'm fine playing them. Um, last game of the week, Monday night, Patriots-Jets. Start Tom Brady. Uh, I believe Josh Gordon is hurt. So rock your Julian Edelman if you want to get wild. I think Philip Dorsett is playing. He could be a, a cheeky flex play. Getting, get, you know, I it's just tough because he's been a kind of hurt. And being a Monday night, it's not super confident having a guy that's kind of been on the injury fringe because you really can't sub him in or out at that point. You're kind of stuck with it. So I'm probably not going that way. But he is his opportunity is there for Philip Dorsett to produce this week. Uh, Le'Veon, you can play him. I mean, he'll, he'll be a low-end RB, too. He's getting all the work. I mean, he's just, the Patriots defense is insane, but Le'Veon's workload is equally insane. So, you can play him. He's going to get some points, maybe get lucky, get a touchdown. He's going to get targets. He's going to get, he's going to get 20-plus opportunities with the ball. So, I mean, he's going to get yards. It's just, what does that really equal? Uh, streaming the Pats D. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Uh, trying to think yeah i'm not starting sam darnold if you want to feel crazy with robbie anderson you can patriots can get beat deep they do get a little wild 
They can get beat deep. So if you want a you know super cheeky DFS play or flex play with super, maybe you have, need to get a whole bunch of points. Robbie Anderson could be that guy for ooh, excuse me for you. But anyways, that's the that's the fantasy rundown this week. Um, I'm happy to do that. I think that's what, it didn't take up too too long. Get you out of here in about 50 minutes total here, and uh, that'd be great. And finally, last but certainly not least, I'll get into the power rankings again. The I'd say picks the all the three and threes just make this really tough. And uh, I know Phil's at two and four, but he didn't have you know a couple guys that were hurt at the beginning of the season. He's missed Evan Ingram the last couple of weeks, and then Tyreek's been hurt all year. And um, you know Matt hasn't had production from his guys, which not his fault, but you got to imagine that DeAndre Hopkins and Julio are going to be stepping up here soon. Um, it's tough, and then you got guys that have been doing really well, or their teams have been putting up a lot of points, but then their manager percentage has been really bad. Um, so it's just, it's a big mosh posh, um, but I'll dive into it. Number one, still Dakota. Number two, especially after losing to Dakota, Mark. Uh, number three, Getter. So they got four and two, four and two, four and two guys at the top. And they just been they've been putting up a lot of points. They've been just winning their games, but they've been mostly just they've been putting up a lot of points. Like I'm not just doing the four and two because they're all the four three straight four and two teams because they're four and two. Their total points are good. Their manager percentages are really good. They're doing well with their team. Uh, so you you can't knock what they're doing. And the reason why they're doing well with their team is the reason why they're four and two. So that's why they get one two three. I uh, will say Mark may be in some hot water with that spot. He might be plummeting in the next couple weeks here. Uh, I got myself at four, uh, and that's where it really starts to get money. Like I've, I have a lot of total points four, which is great. I have a very solid starting percentage, and it's just been I've been having really tough losses, and I have really close stuff going on, but. It, it's you know it's six weeks in you start to know some truths about some guys but there's still some people that some teams that you know their their truth is yet to be quite determined. Like I said, in two more weeks we'll probably have a better idea of who's doing what. Uh, so then I got Sean still up top here in the playoff considerations at five. I got Phil at six. I put Phil at six. He is two and four. Um, he's been putting up a lot of points, but he also has the most points against, and it's not even that close at at 689 he has been getting just railed so i got a feel for him tyree tyreek uh, is back but of course you know i'm trying to do this unbiasedly without pat mahomes being healthy but i got i got phil at six he's been doing a really good job with his team um matt at seven jake bright at eight and i, I all this this is such a mix like these guys i think in my my mind right now are just all like decimals, pulling hairs, uh, just kind of doing it to make the list. Jake Bright at 8, Austin Dandy at 9. I think Bright and Dandy have the real potential to really jump up in this list and be playoff contenders this year. It just seems that way that things are rolling. I think they just, some of the things they need to do better uh, with their start sits and maybe just their whole team isn't putting up a whole lot of points, but they're winning their matchups, which ultimately is all that matters. Um, kind of going like the whole Craig thing. Craig's 3-3. Three and three. He hasn't put up a lot of points, but He's won three games, so is what it is. Uh, you got Jake Jennings at number ten. He's not been doing his team's not been producing a whole lot of points. He is three and three, uh, but he has the least points against him. Yeah, he's got the least points against him, and it's not even close. Like the second person from him has thirty or forty more points against him. Um, Put in comparison, Phil has a hundred and thirty more points against himself than Jake does, and so that that's a huge margin for only being six weeks in. So, uh, I Jake's been squeaking by. He's won one game, three three. I said this whole this whole grouping here at the end, the second half is just so it's pulling hairs. Uh, so I got Jake Jennings at ten, Craig at eleven, Mister John at twelve. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm not trying to do it all based on standings and all based on managed percentage or two true total points or points against. I'm trying to mix it all up. Like I said, I'm pulling hairs. It's very close for all, a lot of these guys, but running back through, I got Dak at one, Mark at two, Yetter at three, myself at four, Sean at five, Phil at six, Matt at seven, Bright at eight, Austin at nine, Jennings at ten, Craig at eleven, and Mr. John at twelve. 
Good luck to this week, guys. Hope your teams can stay healthy, unlike Marks and myself. And keep pushing on. Hope you get a lot of wins. Not against me. And uh, just keep having an exciting season. It's going to be wild the next couple weeks. You want to get done uh, the interdivisional or out of divisional games. When we come back in divisional games, who is going to be doing what? What division dominated the other division? I know right now my division doesn't have a single guy with a losing record. We're all three and three or four and two. Um, we got Dakota at four and two, and then we have five three and three teams, where the other divisions got you know all the two and four teams. So uh, right now this divisions you know, but people kind of scoffed at thinking it was going to be bad because you know we we had Craig and Austin and Sean and Jake Bright who were all seemed you know, people that. You know, people don't perceive to be very good this year. Well, guess what? I mean, they got not losing records. So is what it is. We'll see uh, what division reigns on top after the two weeks and uh, see see who's got the bigger weenies. But good luck, good luck this week. Have some fun and have a safe weekend, guys.